All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, May 3rd of 2023 here. Looks like there is a four-game MLB early slate on DraftKings kicking off in the next five minutes here. So good luck to all of you playing that early day slate and uh looks like we have an eight game main slate later in the day here for mlb we have a two game hockey main slate and then uh DraftKings is running a two game multi-day classic slate for nba one game today one game tomorrow and then they are also running their showdowns for each day so plenty of dfs action coming at you today uh for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at SaberSim is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You can post questions live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. Uh, we have similars. We have injury news. Uh, you will be able to post questions ahead of time, ahead of the show, and uh, talk DFS in the channels. So highly recommend it. Uh, with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, we have one question here to get us started today that came in via Discord. I actually wanted to talk about this like pretty in-depth here and uh, maybe even do like some some tutorials uh, here related to this, uh, try and figure some stuff out. So I'll, I'll get the question in here and then let's talk about it a little bit. But if anybody has any additional questions, now is always a great time to get them in, uh, especially with so few questions here in the queue. But question from F Primo said, will Saberson take into account that Otani can be played as a pitcher and hitter in the same lineup today on owner's box? Doesn't look like it at the moment. Okay, so uh, really quick, first thing I'm going to do, or I'm actually going to do a couple things here. So I'm going to pull up like my full screen and then just going to talk about owner's box really quickly since this is an owner's box question if you guys are not familiar with owner's box it is a uh smaller dfs site we have partnered with them we're the first major optimizer to support them uh we are running a promo all mlb season and basically if you use code saber or saber sim to sign up one they have a 500 deposit bonus and then two if you use that code we will track your entry fees and then you can earn free saber sim credit as you continue to play on the site when you reach different entry fee thresholds we will reach out to you ask you if you want to cash in on that prize or wait till the next prize tier and then once you do cash in that starts over uh the contests overlay a lot the contests are a lot softer a lot of the best players are not playing over on owner's box so i would recommend taking advantage of it but let's get let's go over to owner's box let's get back to sabersim uh let's go over to mlb and let's go over to owner's box. So what they are doing today, they're running a special uh, flagship promotion basically today. And I'll just pull up the flagship uh, so you guys can see this. So if you go over to owner's box, um, this is the lobby. They have this, um, their, their like flagship contest is this uh, 6K Grand Slam, 2K to first. They're calling it the Shohei Otani Special. So basically what they're doing is they're running a promotion where if you roster Otani as both a pitcher and as a batter in the same lineup, which they allow you to do, they're the only site that allows you to do that. Uh, if you win first with those two players in your lineup, instead of winning 2K to first, you will actually win 
4K to first. So they will double the first place prize of 2K if you have both of those players in your winning lineup here. Uh, so so that's that's what this question is related to here. If you go over to the Sabersim app and you go to the Angels, uh, you will see that we have Otani as a pitcher with a projection, and then we have Otani as a hitter with a projection. Uh, one one technical issue that it looks like F Primo uh, was running into here, which which I'm going to talk about, is that the builder is not set up great to um, to to uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Handle this, I guess, or uh, manage this particular particularly well here uh so long story short the builder were not put otani pitcher and otani batter in the same lineup when it builds your lineups it will put one or the other but if you were to set a group rule here if you were to say use at least two and i did a group manual rule and i said otani pitcher otani batter and i save that rule if i try to build lineups this this will fail it will not work uh, so, so just, just a note for everybody here. I'm going to talk about ways to work around this and ways that you can, uh, still get to that roster construction, but, but just right off the bat, uh, wanted to just kind of show you guys, Hey, if you try and do this, uh, it's most likely not going to work here. So as you can see the lineups, uh, percentage is going up, no lineups are building. This is going to come back as a failed lineup, which I already tested and, uh, so, so, so now what do we do here? What do we do from here? Right? Uh, so a couple options that I want to give you guys. So I'm going to remove this rule so we can actually build some lineups. I was, I was building some lineups here earlier testing this. So I'm just going to go into this build that I ran like an hour ago should be completely fine. Uh, what you can do. And what I already did is that if you want to manually do this, uh, what you can use is the edit lineups feature here. So, what you do is you just click on this little pencil icon. This allows you to manually adjust any of your lineups here. And what I can do is I could just uh, X some of these guys out here. And then I am going to search uh, for Otani. And it looks like he's not an outfielder, maybe an infielder. Otani, there we go. So he comes up as an infielder here, or you can put him in the super flex for his hitter position. And then I'm going to include him in the lineup. And then I'm going to go back to my outfielders here. Uh, just put in some, some low cost guys for this example to make sure I have enough salary. And next position is the pitchers. Uh, you'll see that like if you're on outfielders, it'll be grayed out because you have used up all of your outfield spots. So it's four outfielders, four infielders, three outfielders, a pitcher, and a super flex. So you need to move the position column as you go. And then I can put Otani as a pitcher. And then with my remaining salary, I can move over to super flex and then put in another player that meets uh, that salary range. So maybe it's like JP Sears. And then boom, now I have Otani infielder. I have Otani pitcher. If I hit save, it is going to update this lineup. And then the other thing that it's going to do is it is going to activate this lock icon. So if I were to make other adjustments and lineups needed to be shifted around, this lineup will never be touched. This lineup will always be part of my set of 20 and it will never go away once this lock icon is activated. So, so I did this earlier. I had this lineup. 
with double Otani here. And then I have this other lineup that we just did together here that has double Otani. So that that's one way to do it. Um, it would be annoying to, you know, have to edit so many lineups. If you wanted to do this for like a percentage of your pool or something like that, uh, I understand. So the other way that we were talking about doing this internally, which I, I haven't tried this, I'm going to try this live for you guys is to basically do something where you say to use a player 100% of the time, and then we're going to do a quick swap. So we can do this two ways. So option number one, um, owner's box lists all the pitchers here, even if they are uh, not playing, they're, they're still like available to be put in your lineups. Uh, so what you could do, is do something where you say use a different pitcher in 100% of your lineups. So maybe I want to say, uh, maybe I want to give Garrett Cole a projection here and I'm going to give him a projection of like 50 uh, just to help him get into a lot of lineups. And then I could even say uh, min exposure 100 to Garrett Cole. And then what I could also do is go over to my batters now and then go to the angels and then I'm, I'm doing this very like blunt force here and then say use 100 of otani hitter because i know it will not put otani pitcher and otani hitter i'm saying to put at least one of them in in this lineup or what i could also say if i didn't want if i have trouble with this blunt force method is i could do something I can do something a little different, um, but but let's try this way first and see if we run into any issues. Uh, where did Garrett Cole go? Oh, it's because I'm filtered for angels. Okay, so I'm saying 100% Garrett Cole, 100% Otani hitter. Let's see if we could generate lineups with this. I, I hadn't tried this yet, uh, so so I hope I hope this all works out very well here. If not, I have one other option to, to see if we can make this work. But lineups are building, so that's great here. All right, lineups are finishing. Let's see if this finishes the way we wanted it to. And it looks like we have 100% Garrett Cole and 100% Shohei Otani. This is great. So then what I'm going to do is I have this entries file that I was uh, using earlier to, to practice here. I'm going to fill those entries. I'm going to download them. And then now what I'm going to do is go to the home screen. And then I'm going to go to the quick swap button. And then I'm going to swap a specific player. So then what I'm going to say is swap Garrett Cole with, and then I'm going to go down to Otani here. And then I'm going to make sure it's Otani pitcher. And then I'm going to hit apply. Uh, this does not abide by the rules that the builder does. This is just a straight quick swap. So because Garrett Cole was 11,700 salary and Otani is 11,600, he should be able to fit into any lineup that Cole was in. Uh, looks like the quick swap worked. We switched all of our Cole lineups for Otani. Uh, we hit apply that worked. I'm going to hit download. And then now when I uh, upload this to owner's box here let's make sure that it goes through and boom the lineups uploaded successfully here so then if i just click
click into my contest. And I have Otani as a hitter, and I have Otani as a pitcher. And then now this this lineup is good, right? So uh, that is that is probably the quicker way to do this is, uh, you know, if you were to use this player, even, you know, say say you had 25% Garrett Cole, then now what? Then now you would know that you had 25% Otani as a pitcher. Um, another way you could do it, one other way that I think is probably useful is to set a group rule and then do an if-then rule. So then I would say if at least one, and then I would say uh, Garrett Cole, then use Shohei Otani as a hitter here. And then this way you're making sure that all of your Cole lineups have Otani as a hitter. And then when you do your quick swap, then you'll know that they're being used at the same time. So if Cole, then Otani, and then you go in quick swap, and then you quick swap all of your Coles for Otani pitcher, and then boom, you have double Otani stacks. So that was another really good workaround. Um, that one came from Scott. So thank you, Scott. I will let Scott know that that did indeed work correctly. So then now, um, you know, we, we still don't have any questions here. So I kind of wanted to talk about this second part here anyways. So now the question is, uh, should you do this, right? We talk about, you know, game theory and we talk about uh, strategies and, and how to approach these things, right? Uh, owner's box is, is pushing this. I've got, I've got mobile push notifications. I've gotten emails. Uh, when you log into the app, you're going to see this Shohei Otani special with like a pop-up. They, they are really pushing this, right? So the question is, uh, should you roster him at all or should you roster him some of the time or should you roster him none of the time right so what is uh your your best option here Betty Hanna said hope all is well hey Benny Hanna hope you're doing good too uh so so intuitively I think that a lot of people might say like okay well uh if if owner's box is is you know pushing o Shohei Otani special day uh that means that he's going to be really high owned and I could probably get leverage by not playing him. And I, I think in general, that thinking is correct. I think where that thinking uh, gets thrown for a loop here is by them doubling the prize payout to first if you win. So if you win, you get 2,000 uh, without double Otani. If you, but if you win with double Otani, you get 4,000. So to me... And I, I, I kind of ran this by some members of the team. Uh, I think that the optimal strategy for the contest would be for every player to play double Otani. And then basically as like a uh, contest group, everybody, uh, you're basically guaranteeing a 4K to first payout. So th there's no other way to just uh, auto guarantee that. And then secondly, it wouldn't matter if Otani, you know, gets pulled early, uh, you know, has a bad game because 100% of people are rostering him, right? Uh, there's there's no leverage. Everybody has this player and all everybody has done is just double the payout to first, right? So in, in theory here, I think the optimal strategy uh, would be for everybody to roster Otani at 100% double roster him 
and then just play a seven person lineup, uh, which is what remains, right? So if you if you come to if you go and look at like an owner's box lineup, we said there's four infielders, three outfielders, a pitcher, and a super flex. So nine spots total. So you would basically be just trying to build a seven person lineup. But the problem is that this assumes that all players in the game are playing optimally or know what the optimal strategy is. Uh, so this is where it gets really tricky, right? And the reason I say that is uh, if you guys if you guys are ever interested in learning about game theory, there's this really good YouTube channel uh, called Game Theory Online. Have a lot of subscribers. They um, it's like a it's like an online class from it's it's like nine years old, but it's still a really good, really relevant class. Uh, so I think this is a really good example of of what we are um, trying to what what problem we're trying to solve here. So basically, this is called the Keynes Beauty Contest game, and the game is there are say say there's uh, you know a hundred people, and everybody has to pick an integer between one and one hundred, and then the player who names the integer closest to two thirds of the average integer wins a prize and the other players get nothing. So, so how do you solve this game? Right. Uh, so I just like pulled this up on a uh, paint doc here. And so, so every player has to pick a number from one to 100. And then the second part says the player who names the integer closest to two thirds of the average integer wins a prize here. So whatever, so, so all 100 players are going to pick a number. Whoever can pick the number that is two thirds of the mean that everybody chose wins, wins the game. Uh, that, that is how you win. Right. So, so how do you solve this game? Uh, they lay it out here on about like the three minute mark, but I'll basically walk you guys through this a little bit here. Uh, so, so the player's optimal strategy is to stay the closest, uh, to say the closest integer to two thirds X. So X has to be less than 100. So the optimal strategy of any player has to be no more than 67. Uh, so that that's, that's pretty easy, right? So if it has to be two thirds X, you just take two thirds of 100. And then that'll be like right about here at the 67 mark. Uh, you should never pick an integer above 67 because if 100% of people picked 100, then it would be 67. And that's like literally the, the highest two thirds value you could have here, but that's probably not what people are going to do. Right. So then, uh, the way, the way you solve this is that if X is no more than 67, then the optimal strategy of any player has to be no more than two thirds, 67. Uh, but so then, so then what you do is you're like, okay, you know, two thirds, 67, uh, whatever that comes out to here, and then, but basically you just, you just continue to do this iteration times 67, uh, 44, like 44, 45 here. Right. But basically, uh, you get into this loop where, where you go, okay. Um, if, if I know that the right answer is two thirds of, uh, of X, then my opponents know that the answer, the right answer is two thirds of X. So then you just get in this loop. So like, let's say that, um, okay. I think that the average uh, number that people are going to pick is 50 here, right? 50 is, is the average of one in 100. But if I know that they're going to pick 50, then I'm going to do two thirds of 50. And then two thirds times 50 
is 33. So then, so then I'm going to pick 33 because I'm smart, right? But, but let's say that other people know this too. So then they're going to pick 33, right? And then you just basically get in this loop where you just go smaller and smaller and smaller until the, the, the Nash equilibrium answer here uh, is one. So basically the way that if, if all players were playing optimally, every player would pick the number one and then you would all split the payout because uh, that is the smallest number that you could choose. When you keep doing this two thirds X, two thirds X, two thirds X, you basically end up at one. And then that is the correct answer here. But, but the big assumption is that everybody needs to know that this is the optimal play, right? But what happens if players in the game do not know that, uh, what ends up happening here, right? So, they did a like a case study. They they had uh, students uh, take this, uh, play this game, and then they logged all of the results. And then this is what the uh, results for ten thousand players ended up being. So the most common number uh, that people picked was fifty. These pro- people probably uh, didn't understand the game fully. They just probably picked the the middle number here. And then the uh, the mean here was was. 34. So then there was a portion of people or, and the medium was 33. So there was a portion of people who were like, Hey, you know, um, if everybody's picking 50, which is the average here, I'm going to do two thirds of that. And I'm going to pick 34. And then there were, uh, a, a certain number of people. You could see that 1400 people picked the number one where they solved it. Like they, they understood the game, but that's only 14% of the entire contest pool here understood that one was the Nash equilibrium optimal answer here. And what the winning number ended up being was 23. So the winning number was basically uh, a group of people who, who uh, took two thirds of 33. So there was a large population that said, okay, I'm going to do two thirds of 50. And then there was a, and then the winning population said, okay, I'm going to do two thirds of that number. And then that was the number that ended up winning. So even though it's not the optimal answer, it's the winning answer because not all of the not all of the field in this game understood how to play optimally, right? So this is what I'm getting at is like, okay, uh, even though I believe that if everybody were to play Otani pitcher and Otani batter in 100% of lineups to guarantee a 4K to first prize, uh, although that is optimal, I do not think that everybody in this contest is going to know that that is the right answer. So I do not think that that is the best way for me to play. I think the right answer is going to lie somewhere in the middle uh, where where I'm, I'm not sure where it's going to lie, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's not going to be optimal because I don't think the users in my contest are going to play optimal. So this is this is game theory. This is, you know, thinking about game theory. Uh, this is all free. These are all free videos. I, I would recommend checking them out if you're interested in learning more about this stuff. Uh, but but just a really interesting dilemma if you're playing over on Owner's Box today uh, is going to be a fun puzzle to solve here. So I'm really looking forward to the contest and, and figuring out how I want to tackle it. But going to jump back to the app here. And looks like we have one question here from Chuck. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. We might call it after this one. 
Okay, so Chuck said, I've been experimenting for a while using various numbers of mini uniques. Out of all the mini unique amounts, I've noticed that my lineups perform the best when the players used closely matches. The players used closely matches the number of lineups I'm entering. For example, if I'm entering 150 lineups, then I will increase mini uniques until I have 150 players used if it's possible. Have you noticed this? I also think if you have too many players, it reduces profitability. Okay, so what Chuck is saying is, um, I just want to run. I'm going to run a 5K build, uh, so so we can uh, exemplify this. Chuck, I, I also think that this is going to be part of um, part part of it. You know, like I, I see that you're a pro user here. Uh, some users are on the standard plan. Some users are on the old advanced plan. Uh, where where they can all build a different range of lineups here. So I do think that the number of lineups that you build or are able to build is going to be part of part of this answer. So so you know I'm, I'm going to answer this question specifically for Chuck on the pro plan, but I don't want anybody to um, to to like miss that that nuance here and uh, you know that that that. Um, line of thinking does not scale appropriately in my opinion here, because if you have 150 players in your player pool um, and you're building 150 line, well, well, actually I'm not sure, but, but we'll see. I just think that this gives you more optionality basically is, is my point here. I don't think you can get to as high of a min unique number uh, with a smaller pool is, is ultimately what I'm trying to say. So we're going to let these lineups load. Oh man, I still have Otani and Cole 100%. Uh, let me just come and do a hard reset on the home screen. I'm gonna hit this red button. This will reset all your settings and and reduce everything, uh, or reset everything back to defaults here. So it'll turn off all your min exposures. It'll turn off all of your rules. It'll turn off all of your filters. It will reset any um, custom projections that you have in the my proj column. So. I'm a big proponent that if you're on the pro plan uh, and you're uploading different sets of custom data, custom projections to to save them so they are stored in the uh, projection drop-down screen, and then they will never go away from that screen, even if you hit the red button, but the red button will reset any uh, manual up or down tweaks that you make that are not saved. So just, just a little note for you there. Anyways, rerunning this 5K build here. Lineups are finishing now, and we will start talking about this. So player pool for baseball isn't something that I particularly uh, look at or have a certain number that I am trying to achieve, but that doesn't mean that it's not there and there isn't, you know, something to be uh, learned from it. So happy to, you know, deliberately talk about this and, and look at it. So let's say I'm playing 150 lineups automatically my pool is going to be 84 lineups here. And then as I increase my min uniques, uh, this number is going to go up. And so at five min uniques, I'm at lineup 3000 out of 5,000. Let's see if I can get to six. Uh, so, so I can't get to six here. I run out of enough lineups. Uh, it looks like at six min uniques, I get to, 150 players in my player pool, but I don't even have enough available lineups. I only have 118 available lineups. So in this example, five is the most that you can go. Uh, I'm, I'm totally okay playing five here. 
And when when I'm trying to figure out uh, what mean uniques I want to use, I'm mostly looking at one my exposures. So so some uh, something I like to do is come in and look at my batter exposures. You know how high exposed am I to all of my batters? Uh, how high am I exposed to pitchers on owners box specifically? I would recommend looking at pitcher exposure via the all tab. And the easiest way to do it is to just sort by projection. Pitchers are always going to be the highest projected players here. And then you can see your exposure to pitchers um, it, from this screen here. And then I could see how exposed I am to all of my pitchers. And then I could see uh, what my stack exposures are. And, and I'm mostly looking for a balance of, hey, am I comfortable with all of the stack exposures, pitcher exposures, batter exposures that I am seeing? And then how far down in my pool am I? So I value the Sabre score metric. Uh, if you're using Sabre score or a different metric or a custom metric, I think that, you know, those, those sorting metrics add value. That is the point of them. So it really matters to me how far down in my pool I am going. I would hate to get down to the bottom and be looking at lineup 5,000, 4,999, you know, 4,998. Uh, that would be a direct effect of me adjusting the mini unique. So then at that point, I would probably uh, bump it down. But I, I would say that, you know, having a bigger player pool just means that you're going to be more spread out. Uh, it's going to give you a lot more shots on goal, right? A lot of your lineups are not going to be centered around one team or, or one game or something like that, right? Uh, in this example, our highest exposed pitcher is less than 45%. Our highest exposed batter is less than 23%, right? And then you're also getting exposure to, uh, there are eight games, so there's 16 teams. You're getting exposure to 15 out of the 16 teams in this example. Uh, let's let's bump this down to three, and then let's see what happens here. So now we lose exposure to three more teams. So then now we're only getting exposure to 12 out of 16 teams. Our highest batter exposure goes up to 34%. Our highest pitcher exposure goes up to 63%. And then our players in our player pool are 93 as opposed to the 123 that we previously had. So you lose 30 players in your player pool. Uh, this is really just like a personal decision. You know, do you want to be super spread out or do you want to be more concentrated, right? Uh, being more spread out means that, uh, you know, if 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 uh, ran, uh, like a non-chalk team goes off, you know, you're probably going to have some shares of them and give you a, a, a shot on goal there? Or do you want to be more concentrated, play more the like the the uh, what what you determine are the best plays and then uh, try to have different combinations of those plays? And, and because, you know, there's nine hitters in a lineup, you're probably only stacking uh, so many of them, like four to six, maybe four to seven if you're on owner's box. And you're trying to find the best combination of those players with a complementary stack with the right pitchers, right? So you could be right about a team, uh, but then have some of the wrong supporting secondary pieces. So then having more shares of that team gives you more optionality as to finding that better secondary uh, stack that those pitchers that complement that stack, et cetera. Right. So, so there's not really a wrong or right, right way to go about this. If that method or that methodology is serving your interest for DFS appropriately, Chuck, I would continue to exercise that strategy and I uh sounds like you've had some success with it so I hope you have continued success with that strategy but looks like Chuck is is typing here 
I will let Chuck get his uh, final thoughts in here. But but I think that's probably where I fall on on that idea. Chuck said thanks. That was very helpful. Uh, happy to help out and uh, give you guys my best thoughts here. But uh, no more questions. We're all caught up in the Discord, in the YouTube chat via support. So appreciate everybody tuning in. We will be right back here tomorrow for our Thursday show. If anybody has any questions, building lineups throughout the day, drop them in the Office Hours channel. Let them sit there, and uh, we will answer those on the next show. So until tomorrow, take care, good luck, and I will see you all. Bye.